a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. Today we're going to talk about a hike that's minutes outside of the Salt Lake Valley. Kind of like a rite of passage to being a Salt Lake Cityan. At least after going there, I feel that way. (laughs) A Salt Lake Cityan. Is that the correct term? (laughs) Sure, yeah, I'll go with that, yeah. Uh, But first, before we get to that, we're going to talk about Ethan's long weekend up at Smith & Morehouse Reservoir. Yeah, that was really great. And I'm going to tell you this. I had never been up there before. Smith & Morehouse Reservoir is up kind of near the top of the Weber River. Now, when people think Weber River, they think Ogden. Mm-hmm. But actually, it kind of winds around south, and, and Smith and & Morehouse Reservoir is pretty much due east of Park City to kind of give you an, an, an easy way to, to picture it. I just realized through your description that I've been there. Have you been there? <laughs> yeah. So you drive up. You actually drive through Oakley, Utah. Uh-huh. So it's, it's as if you're kind of going – you drive past Park City as if you're going to Heber – you take 40, and then you cut off towards the mountains. You drive through Oakley, and then you drive up into Weber Canyon. You follow the Weber River. Now, at this point, you're up high. And the Weber Canyon kind of starts to skirt the Uinta Mountains on that extreme northwest end. Mm-hmm. And then you get up a certain point, and you cut in just a little bit, and you've got Smith & Morehouse Reservoir. And the neat thing about Smith & Morehouse Reservoir is that once you get there, it really is nestled in the mountains. It's kind of like, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Snowbird. It, it was as if there was if there was a reservoir there at Snowbird, this is what huh. it would look like. It would had these just these beautiful, uh, uh, steep sloping mountains with pine forests and things like that. I so, lied. I haven't been there. You haven't been up there yet? <laughs> <laughs> There's another reservoir that you pass on, what is that, 84? Yeah, it's it's a much, you're probably thinking of, you're probably thinking of Jordan L. Are you thinking of Jordan L? No, no, it's on 84 in between, like heading to Heber from Park City. Mm, all right, well, anyway, it's not that one. Yeah, it's a big, big reservoir. Yeah, but uh, it's not that one. This is quite small. Okay. Quite small. And it's very, very beautiful in this little mountain valley. Yeah, it sounds gorgeous. And from the dam end of the reservoir, you can look down the entire length of it and up into the Uintas. You can see wow. those big – because, you know, the thing that marks the Uinta Mountains is you can see those peaks that are above the tree line. Mm-hmm. And those just come – you just look right up into them. Wow, that's incredible. Really cool. So what was the traffic like up there? Uh, well, we were up there midweek, so it was fairly light. Right. Uh, but I think that on the weekends, depending on the weekend, you, you're going to have some visitors mm-hmm. because it's quite popular with fishermen. Also, 
in Weber Canyon itself, there are a lot of vacation properties. Right. And all those vacation properties are going to be, you know, within 10 miles of this of this uh, um, reservoir. Mm-hmm. And so, and when I say vacation properties, I mean cabins mostly. Yeah. But there are cabin neighborhoods with dozens and dozens of cabins in them. So this is a trafficked area. Well, that may be something to do too. Uh, yeah, you can get up there. A lot of these are for rent. You mm-hmm. find them on Airbnb, things like that. A lot of these cabins. So yeah. there's a, and plus, if you ask around, you actually might know somebody that has a cabin up there. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's a uh, it's a it's a really cool place. A lot of people, a lot of families have these cabins up there. And uh, I grew up with a kid that had a cabin up there, mm-hmm. or his parents did. And so it's a, it's a really, really fun place. Now, another cool thing about Smith & Morehouse is because it's so small, uh, it's a wakeless lake. Oh, okay. Now, mine is, I've been told two different things. I've been told that motorized craft are and are not allowed. But from what I can tell, if they are allowed, it's at least wakeless. Mm-hmm. And that makes it great for paddle boarding kayaking, canoeing, which we did see some of that out, mm-hmm. out there. So was it, was there anywhere to rent any of those? No, not there. Although mm-hmm. there are some places that'll that'll outfit your trip. Mm-hmm. You know, in that area in the Camas yeah. area. So uh there are a lot of places that can kind of help you do that, but the actual Smith and Morehouse Reservoir is there's some campgrounds up there that you can reserve, lots of great trails mm-hmm. and some good fishing. And just calm, beautiful, cold, clear mountain water. That sounds great. Very and, clear. And you guys camped there. We were camping, yeah. We camped down uh, uh, just down a little bit below the reservoir in Weber Canyon. Oh, okay. So and was it a campsite or was it like it was national a campsite. forest? It was an established campsite. It was, on hmm. pri- it was on private land. Okay. And, yeah, we had an awesome time. Nice. It rained cats and dogs on us more than once. <laughs> but, you know, that's what you get this this time of year up in the mountains. You can get these yeah. big rains. Oh, well, you said it It was a private place and it had a big pavilion in mm-hmm. it. So yeah, it had a pavilion, was... fire pit. So we'd get out of the rain. We had tents, too. So. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. But I was so impressed with Smith & Morehouse. Mm-hmm. You get up there and it just it feels so remote. It, and, and it is remote. But still, it's not that far. It's yeah, what is it, like an hour, yeah, an hour, hour and a half? No, an hour. An hour. Yeah, just, I mean, it's not it, It's not a huge, huge distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just get up there, and it's so different. It really is beautiful. And you can kind of sense the elevation. Yeah. You're so much higher. Yeah. And that water, man, it is cold and clear. Uh, plus, you can walk across the dam, and you can walk over and check out the spillway. Oh, it, cool. It's, it's a small reservoir, so the dam is small, but, yeah. you know. You can get in, kind of see how it all works. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Were dogs allowed? You got to bring? Uh, yeah, my brother had a dog. He had a little dog that he was constantly having to pick up whenever the hawks would come around. Oh. He had this little, one of those little tiny dogs, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we'd be walk out there walking around, and then all of a sudden, some big bird would appear. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> Threw a blanket over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that dog, especially that happened, especially when we were out on the on the dam, because there's no cover. Yeah, yeah. There are no trees. We were just out there, and boy, Jeez. those birds were eyeing that dog, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, kind of flying around. One of, one of them actually kind of flew real close and kind of low. Circled him. Kind of circled around, checking it out. Yikes. So uh, there are. There's a lot of wildlife. There are bears. Yeah. So. Uh, but it's uh, otherwise beautiful, beautiful spot. So good stuff. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Well, I'm convinced. Yeah, head on up there. Head Were there any there. bugs up by the water? 
Uh, there like we saw. Yeah, we saw some of the bugs though were kept at bay by the rain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, we we had mosquitoes and gnats and things like that. Okay. So, but it was yeah, cool. Very. I beautiful. thought Utah was a place that didn't have bugs, but I've I've learned this summer that I was. I was very wrong. Yeah, we don't have as many bugs as other places. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we do. We do have our fair share. So there you go, Smith and Morehouse. And there are a lot of trails that start there and take you up into the into the Uintas. Oh, cool. So yeah, good a lot stuff. of cool places. A lot of good trails there. So there you All go. Right. Hey, uh, so listen, we're going to grab a quick break here. I keep forgetting this is my job here to take us to break. I'm like, I'm like staring <laughs> at you. Waiting for one of so, us. So what's happening now? So here's what's going to happen. We're going to grab a quick break. When we come back, Taylor's going to tell us all about the day that finally made her a true Salt Lake Cityan, as she says. We'll be right back. I'm going to tell you right now, Taylor, one of the things that's always impressed me about you is how you've just gone out and done so many things around here. <laughs> and, and honestly, and this is a, a compliment to you as well as a, I think, a true fact. And that is that you have done more outdoor things here since you got here, which is just in the last couple of years, than most people who were born here. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, and I think that is a safe <laughs> Safe bet. But you came in here to this recording today saying that you'd finally done the thing that's made you a local. I think so. And that is the Living Room Trail. Mm -hmm. Right here in Salt Lake City. So close. Right above the university and the Natural History Museum. Yep. And I've heard so many things about it. You know, it's it's infamous. Yeah. You know, people talk about it. And I'm like, is it really a living room? Like, what's going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> and and that, the answer to that question, of course, is kind of. Well, I realized it's more like an entire house because we went up there on a Friday evening. Okay. Uh, left about uh, 7.30 p.m. maybe. We wanted right. to watch sunset up there. And, you know, wait for the heat to back off a little bit. Right. And there were a lot of people. I'm not going to lie. There yeah. was, it's a highly trafficked trail. Well, it's because it's not, it's not long and it's no. not really difficult. It's, it's about three miles round trip. It's very moderate. Is it that far? Um, I believe you. Yeah. I'm just surprised that so. it's even that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be shorter if you take – there's a shortcut trail. It's a little bit steeper. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could do the trail that wraps around inside the canyon and back out. Right. And that one round trip is three miles, about maybe a little less. Um, and, you know, it includes walking from the parking lot because you kind of – or not the parking lot, but it's on um, 319 uh, Colorado Road right up the – um, in between kind of Red Butte Gardens and the Natural History Museum. Right. And so you can just park on the street there and start it. And uh, there's a big dirt road and you follow that and head up right. And there's a big yellow sign that says 174 and you follow that. And I mean, honestly, I looked up all this stuff, but I didn't even need it because I just followed the crowds. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> well, and and once you get up there, you find basically just a large sitting area. Yeah, and and so the first section, like once you come upon it, um, 
it's yeah, a big sitting area. There's people sculpted kind of chairs out of these natural rocks mm-hmm. that line up. So you're looking over the city. Yeah. And immediately when we got there, I just felt like it was too crowded. So I kept on hiking up because that's just one platform. That's not the top of the peak. So I kept hiking up to the top. It's not really a trail, but you can kind of see where people have gone. Right. And so I followed that up and came upon another area that um, that has like this this shelter kind of so that no one can really see you. And then a couple benches made out of rocks. Right. Um, so I called – I forget what I called that one. I think that was the dining room. Okay. And then there's another one higher up and – and that one was the movie theater, I called it, because oh. it had three big, like, recliner chairs. I mean, cool. all of this is made out of rocks. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of got to use your imagination, yeah, yeah. sure. And then we hiked to the very top of the peak. There was there were no other rooms up there. That's that's the rooftop. <laughs> and you, you left the crowds behind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there nice. was no one else up there. And then we hiked down a different route. Uh, at this point, it was dark, so we had head- headlamps with us. And I came upon the... Uh, I guess we would call it the the eating area. There was a big circle bench and inside a table, like right in the center of it. So that's cool. Like you could go out there, bring a picnic, have a meal on a rock table and a rock bench overlooking the city. That's awesome. Uh, and then there was another one. There was, so there's a ton of different rooms that have been creative off of the main living room. And a right. lot of people don't know about all these other ones. So so don't just stop at the crowded living room. Keep on exploring and find all these other rooms. Check out a few of them. You'll yeah. get away from the crowd yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And you get your steps in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got to say, sunset from up there was so beautiful. Yeah. And uh, if you want to line it up this way, we went on a Friday night when there was a uh, Red Butte Gardens concert show going on. Oh, really? And so we could hear the music pretty well from up there. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. You know, it would be great to go up there on the 4th or the 24th for the fireworks. I imagine they draw a pretty good crowd yeah. up there. There were fireworks that we saw from up there because it was a fireworks show at the Bees, uh, Bees Oh, game. yeah. Cool. So, so we got to see some fireworks, hear a concert. Well, I'll tell you, you know, they've just a couple of years ago, they they legalized those area, a certain type of aerial fireworks. Uh-huh. And we never had those before. They're always on the ground. The little, the little uh, sparkler showers and mm-hmm. things like that, the fountains. That's all we ever had. And then they legalized these cake fireworks, which are uh, small mortars that are bundled together. And this whole classification of fireworks is now available to us, and they're aerial fireworks. Hmm. And we went to a spot overlooking the valley on the 4th of July. And... I was shocked. It wasn't even worth it to go see the municipal shows. They were completely drowned out by all of the other fireworks that everyone else was lighting off <laughs> all around the valley, just in front of their homes. Right, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it, it was is. just incredible. I imagine the living room would be a great place to, oh, to yeah. view a day I like had that. some friends that went up there for uh, for Pioneer Day and said it was pretty astonishing. Yeah. Um. Some warnings. Okay. On our hike down, it was night, so I don't know if this would be the same in the daytime, but we came across a scorpion oh. and a snake. A rattlesnake? It was not a rattlesnake, okay. unless it was a baby and it hadn't grown the rattle, but yeah. it, it looked like it was pretty... No, I don't think it was a rattlesnake. Okay. It was dark, so we couldn't really see. We just kind of... Uh, well, 
I backed off. The, didn't the boys that I was with messed with them. You didn't linger though. No. Well, that's smart. Well, but that's a good note because there are rattlesnakes up there. Yeah, there's rattlesnakes. There's tarantulas in the fall and scorpions. I had never yeah. seen a scorpion in real life, so that was that was kind of cool to see, but also. It makes you a lot more aware of that you're out in nature. Even though you feel like you're right in the city practically, you're still out in their home. So you yeah. got to be aware of it and be respectful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So two good, two good spots for you. Yeah. Get out there. Take this hike. If you're from Utah, if you're passing through the area, it's short, easy, and well worth it. And you can consider yourself a Salt Lake Cityan after that. <laughs> and then go see Smith and Morehouse Reservoir. Yeah, I'm excited so to try that one out. So beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And get out there and enjoy your Utah.